We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What's up, adventurers? I'm Chris, a.k.a. Tatty Bojangles, a.k.a. everybody's favourite sad boy gnome. I'm here to talk to you about fan roll dice. Look, we all love dice. They're the little knickknacks that make the clickety-clacks and help us do a whole bunch of maths. That's why we've teamed up with Fanroll Dice to offer our listeners 10% off when you use the code ADVENTURER10. With everything from resin to sharp-edged silicone, mini little babies to chunky beefy boys, and beautiful liquid core and gemstone dice, Fanroll Dice has you covered. So head on over to FanRollDice.com and use code ADVENTURER10 to get 10% off. Now, back to the action. Good, 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 good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you too! What are you drinking, Chris? That was good. Steeplechase. Mm. IPA. Pale, baby. Mm. It's Finnish. It's pronounced Steeplechase. <laughs> so it's not Dutch. <laughs> I went to that um, Persian place on Aberdale Road that's facing the bay, you know, the bottle shop. Really great. Didn't know it was bring your own, so I went over and got um, some stouts to take in because I'd already had a few, and I was like, Do you know what? Fuck yeah, bottle shop, Persian platter, let's make it happen. And uh, went for like a 9% cherry porter because <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, mate? didn't get around to it because I was already on different drinks, so I've still got it in, but I was like, it's a good weekend one, really totally you did, you know. I've been like 3pm, just spice things up. <laughs> just to t- really tie one on. Also, um, when you asked about band stuff, I totally forgot to mention something that weird happened. Um the other week we got interviewed by this like argentinian radio station because they've been playing our tracks so they were like just emailed and i was like yeah so me and Maisie did this like weird interview last week but it was the first time we've done an international one where they had to translate in between you know so it was like like some eurovision-esque thing where they'd ask a question in english we'd just give them the answer and then they'd be like okay and then be like and then be all like, you know, Spanish about it. I bet you're on the Argentinian Jeremy Beadle show. Something like that. He could have said any shit. Like, he could be translating to make us sound like real bad people. But because there were such long lulls in between the questions, the answers, and the translation before he came back round to us, we made him messaging each other saying, like, um, oh, can you get this word in? Try and get 10 points if you get this word in, the answer, you know, just to keep ourselves busy. Wow. And uh, I gave her the work. I was smashing it. I'm, like, I was. I have no shame, so I've been, like, smashing that really, really quickly. And I gave her the word sausage to put in for the Argentinians. And uh, she's not as subtle, so she was just... To be fair, it was quite a good... He was asking about writing process and she was like oh you know lots of different influences like minced together so it turns into this musical sausage or something like she's, <laughs> she fed it in there quite well to be fair but the problem she didn't say how the sausage no, gets made no, I never find probably out probably got along, that, along those lines but because it yeah. was so fast and like rough putting that, the word in there we was laughing but the guy I don't know if it was a mistranslation for him but when she, he said musical sausage he was like oh no please don't say that and they carried on with his next <laughs> obviously obviously harder because it's like what the fuck what <laughs> yeah wild phenomenal so we, you're going to have to uh, clip this up and we need to share it with people uh, I can send when, you the link you it give us a slice of sausage uh, well, I'll send you the yeah. thing in a minute it was, it was phenomenal good stuff all right that sounds like the perfect opportunity to pick back up with the action as you join Chris, Matt, Raggy, and Lewis as we gather back round the microphones and roll some dice. Now, last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had taken a voyage across the Lucidian Ocean, getting back to Nicodranus, pretty much uneventful most of the time, except for one octopus that got tied up in the rudder that needed to be humanely dispatched by Tatty. 
um, as they've arrived in Nicodranus, an old haunting ground of theirs where they saw the the dead shell of the giant dragon turtle that they had um, euthanized, for want of a better word, in the harbour bay many moons ago, as uh, the, the vampires amongst them finding a vulnerable elderly turtle and filling themselves full of warm blood. Someone's going to tell me a turtle's cold-blooded now. They find themselves on the quayside, all prepared for the next leg of their journey. I will start to lead us over to the the chapel that I can't remember the name of. Saint Silas somewhere. Saint Silas's. That's it. We'll go to Saint Silas's to see if Petunia has left word for us. As you, it's it's early evening. As you make your way through the open plaza in Nicodranus, you see um, various things. You see uh, stall vendors closing down for the evening. You see them removing the scaffolding uh, and the awnings in their stalls. Uh, Belsiar, this is particularly poignant for you. As you look to one side, you see the restaurant where... Uh, you took Algarundi on a date, and as you look the other way, you see the burnt-out wreckage of Algarundi's magic oh, store on the other side of the plaza, uh, just blackened timbers. in police tape. Yeah, still there. As you make your way across through the cobbled streets of Nicodranus, people hustling and bustling, uh, you make your way through the food quarter as you hear the, the, the calls and the smells of the various food, as uh, you hear a voice familiar to you, saying, Pan-fried crispy lizards, crispy lizards. Don't miss your opportunity to eat crispy lizards on a stick. I throw in curly tails for just one extra copper piece. Sriracha crispy lizards. As it's no longer appealing to you, as you're, you're nothing but blood. Uh, you make your way all the way. Now, the problem is, since Silas is on the top of the hill, Nicodranus is on a hill, and you have to walk up many winding, cobbly streets and stairs as all of you are tired. Aristobulus, Maud, Tatty, um, Toadflaps, all perfectly fine. People aren't even really that put off by the feral baked potato and the wolf uh, that's giving it a piggyback. But what people are particularly staring at is the two vampire, well, the two individuals who are like, you know, covered in rapidly drying blood. Uh, you see some sideways looks. Uh, little children are like skittering away down alleyways. As you make your way to the top of the uh, steep hill, you turn and look back over the bay and you can see all the glory of Nicodranus, the twinkling evening lights below you as you stand at the base at the street where uh, St. Silence and the Church of the Blind Beggar stands. I, I just shout at people as I see them look at me weird, It's juice! It's just juice! <laughs> I like beats! I like beats, okay? <laughs> no one's looking at him weird, he's just shouting, It's juice! <laughs> it's juice, baby! <laughs> I got the juice. Yeah, I guess I'll... I, as we get towards... Uh, St. Silas's I'll turn and say to Belsiar and Hanash you guys can give it a go if you want but I completely understand if you don't want to try and go inside the church we can go talk to whoever's in there mm, yeah maybe call us if there's a, a plot emergency but plot emergency. a call to action of some sort <laughs> He broke the fourth wall, guys. We have a plot emergency. Who's he talking to? <laughs> Is that one octopus? He was doing all right till the fuck-to-gone or whatever we call it. <laughs> wow. The fuck-to-gone. That's where they fight, sorry. <laughs> For three marks, how many sides does a fuck-to-gone have? <laughs> wow yikes how many degrees do all the angles in a fuctagon add up to that's the question it's, it's it's up to you guys you guys can try and you get you guys can come in if you want but i completely understand if you'd rather just i'm just gonna spell so if you want to play that game where you like you flick a coin at the wall and the person that gets it closest gets to keep the coin yeah that sounds nice yeah we're simple vampires 
you both play that Jealous. kind of weird game. Just two blood-stained adults standing outside a church <laughs> flicking coins <laughs> at a wall. It does dumps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. We haven't heard Chris rag out the giggles for a little while. Lewis, you must have magic powers. It's it's so beautiful to hear that laugh. It really is. It really is the best. It is. Somewhere a fairy just got its wings. Right, as the remainder of you, Tatty, Aristobulus, Toad Flaps, um, and Maud, you make your way to the double doors at the front of uh, St. Silas's church. You see the giant brass knockers as you give them a turn, open the door, you see what was once pews and a church. You just see rows upon rows of table with brightly coloured clothes on and various racks and hangers as you just see a rather flamboyantly dressed man spin around and say, Oh, hello. Who are you? Oh, oh God, it's a vintage clothes store now. <laughs> it's a thrift store, darling. And we're closed. I was worried it was going to be a food hall. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to walk up to this person and say, the previous owner of this establishment uh, said that they were going to leave word for, for us. My name is uh, Tatty Bojangles. She may have also referred to me as... That small gnome boy, or Tatty Bojay, or Jangle, 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 Here Comes Death. Tatty BJ is how it's pronounced, I'll have you know. <laughs> he looks at you for a while, not quite sure, as he just very calmly and very gently picks up your hand and holds it in his. He's like, lovely to meet you, Mr. Bojangles. My name is Garibaldi Bandito. <laughs> a pleasure, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a lot going on with that name. I immediately like the cut of this man's jib, and as the right-hand man for Tatty here, and dare I say, the guy in fucking charge, I want to make sure that he knows we're not here to be fucked with, and I'd like to extend my hand, but not for a handshake. While he's holding Tatty's hand, I'd like to put my hand deep in his mouth. Generally, (laughs) in his mouth, just so he understands who the fuck he's trifling with here. (laughs) So you just want to slip a digit? No, no, in no, his no, mouth. no. The whole, the whole hand. The hand. I want to do this <laughs> into his mouth and rest it gently on his tongue, slowly, <laughs> gently, slowly and gently. Yes. Okay, then. Indeed, um, after years of DMing, I am equipped to say there has never been a greater use of the sleight of hand check. <laughs> Than this right now. Still only fucking plus one though. So, <laughs> oh, nineteen, good. Because when I was rolling, I was really hoping this. Like normally, who gives a fuck? But I really didn't want like a, a three for this. Or like worst is probably a seven. You know where it's bad, but it's not. It's not awful. It's just mm. kind of. You get near his mouth, but it doesn't quite feel right. As. He's in the middle, Tatty. He's holding your hand as he says... He's halfway through his monologue as he's like, uh, Garibaldi Bandito, thrift store. I have made this collection from my travels all around the mainland. I took a gap year and I went to some of the finest fashion. <laughs> as soon as the hand goes in his mouth, I, I say, oh, now you've done it. Now you've pissed off the priest. His eyes go wide as he looks sideways at the bedraggled, wet priest in his skin-tight robes that are just clinging to him as he's no longer paying attention to you, Tatty, as he's like... He suckles on your digits and then pulling them out of his mouth, he says, And who may you be with such a brash entry? Shh. Merely a man of the cloth. <laughs> a shepherd looking for his flock. But more importantly, I brought you cheese. <laughs> I, I am lactose intolerant. Do you think I look this good by eating bread and cheese, darling? As he just puts a hand on your hip. Shh, they're made of diamonds. <laughs> I still don't really know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you're talking about the Emmental. Yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you just got a ripe Wednesday out of your pocket. No, from like I don't really know who this guy is. 80 or episodes what we've ago. been doing. <laughs> so I've put my hand in his mouth and now I've offered him the jewels. They're not jewels. They're just fossilized cheese. But uh, as you're, you're whispering sweet nothings in his ear, he puts one hand on your hip and says, I am shutting up shop in a minute if you would like um, an amuse-bouche. I'm going to look at Tati for this. <laughs> I feel like we need a, I need an adult in the room briefly while I have to... Before I give him our jewels, is this the man who deserves the cheese, Tati? No, I mean, feel free to fuck him if you want, but please don't <laughs> give him the Emmentals. <laughs> the culmination of 60 episodes as you give them to the wrong person. I'll keep a hold of the family jewels, so to speak. You you feel free to do what you want with your family jewels. I'm getting very mixed messages here. Is this a threesome or a two and a halfsome? Or what, what is on the table? A, that's racist. And B, no thank you, good sir. You can, you can, I'm sure you'll have your hands full with, um, with this one. Yes, as he just pulls a hair out of his mouth, which he's somehow got from Aristobulus's fingers. <laughs> He just pulls a hair from between his teeth and just flicks it away. Are you here on business? Yes. Or is this strictly pleasure? I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Okay. Yes, we are here on business. And pleasure. <laughs> I'm business, he's pleasure. That's what they call us. <laughs> Good to meet you, Garibaldi. I'm business. As he takes a hand off Aristobulus's hip, looks down as it's slightly greasy, looks confused, just wipes it on his own thigh. As he turns back to you, Tati, looking down at you, he's like, So what will it be? I have to shut up the shop. I'm due for little drinky-poos with friends soon. Well, here's the thing. The person who owned this place before you left word for us. So if you have, I don't know, an office somewhere in this somewhere in this place or somewhere just somewhere with a desk maybe where you keep all your pretty little correspondence uh if you let me just rifle through it like a like a common scrounger uh to see if i can find any mail addressed to us that'd be really nice and then i can let you go and fuck aristobulus unless you want to go rifling through all your stuff to try and find something from from lady petunia i mean Hang on a minute. Why would you want to go rifling through my drawers? I mean, other than the obvious. I'm going to need you to describe what you mean by the obvious in gruesome detail. Because <sighs> A, I want to know, and B, I think it'll it'll count as foreplay for Aristobulus. I'm on the fence. Listen, darling, you're aware of what game we're playing here. This is sexual croquet, <laughs> and you are the mallet. So... Could we just cut to the chase? Also, let's just be very clear. The lady you are speaking about is my aunt, Petunia. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, we're, just, we're keeping it in the family. Why have you fucked it? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. And I'm not going to fuck this man. <laughs> <laughs> he, you see his shoulders sag? Sorry, pal. As I said, I'm, I'm business. This is pleasure. And I gesture to Aristobulus. He lays a hand on your shoulder. Please, no. <laughs> I, I gently take his hand off and I say respectfully, no, uh, no thank you. I'm flattered, but uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, no thank you. <laughs> your aunt said that she was going to leave word for us uh, because we have something that she wants. And after the attack here, when she was still using it as a chapel, she said that she was going into hiding. She said she was going to leave word to tell us where she'd gone. Unless you know where she's gone, unless you are the word. He picks up a glass of red wine in a chalice that he's sipping on. He's like, well, she did say that there would be a pack of degenerates who would come by one day. Uh, they would come a-knocking, as they say. And uh, hey, That's us! Hey! Be anyone. I only count um, three of you. Well, four if you talk about the goblin. The goblin's just trying on clothes. Wow. This guy is old school racist. Him, really gone off him. Soured. Soured. A couple of our guys really don't like churches, so they're um, they're outside playing, I don't know, probably noughts and crosses at this point. 
It has been a while. They've probably got really bored. He had, he had some good panache, but he's turned into old money quite quickly. So uh, He puts a hand in the small of your back, Aristobulus, and just leads you into a side room with a stock cupboard. As we quickly pan to Belsiar and Hanash, you two, how is your game going, tossing coins? I think we've, we've moved on. <laughs> Great series finale. <laughs> I've just been tossing coins. <laughs> Three years' work. <laughs> both of you, having given up on toy tossing, you're both just hurdling gravestones. You've just seen, to, you're just running down the graveyard, just hurdling gravestones. I've got a question racing about each other. This, these undead characters, real quick, not to derail the toy tossing. Um, but if the if they get sick of being vampires and we need a narrative shift for them to come out of that, I know you've probably got a few plan Bs or not, I don't know. But I've got the shovel of I've got the shovel. Oh and I if we buried them, now they're not gonna come back to how they were, but they do come back as something else. Am I is this a thread worth pulling or no? It's up to you. Well, do, am I right? Am I on the right lines? I'm happy to try it out. As you're saying this, Garibaldi Bandito is like, darling, I really don't care about your shovel. I'm more here for your hoe. <laughs> With some cupboard, like, face-to-face face <laughs> Yeah, face-to-face, <laughs> as you're just going through your inventory. Hey, Garibaldi, talk to me about this shovel of reanimation. <laughs> a metaphor. I'm not talking about my cock. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does have a flat end. I call it the kiss of life, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. What What are you, quickly, what are you two getting up to whilst you're outside? Just, uh, 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 are there any 24-hour estate agents in Nicodrome? <laughs> <laughs> are we going me. castle shopping? <laughs> uh, maybe we should buy a castle, do you think? Do you think, Hanash, maybe we should? I would love a castle. Guys, we're going to buy that tiki bar. It's literally the next place I want to go. I really want to buy the tiki bar. <laughs> I mean, you you look around at the top. You're, nothing is really open at the moment. There's various... Um, you see various residential areas where all the doors are locked and barred. Uh, you see various taverns. Um, along the strip outside the chapel, but there's not really an estate agent, per se. Hmm. You're standing on the cliff edge. You're quite high up over the bay of Nicodranas. As you look down at all the different houses, there are an array of houses, including what looks like a, um, a, a manor, like a stately manor on the far side of the bay. Uh, I don't think that's the vibe. It's going to be expensive for what it is as well. We kind of need somewhere, I think. Rural, desolate, stony, bats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bats. That's on, the, that's on the mind map. Bats. As you're saying that, you look down into the bay, you see the skeletal remains of the uh, dragon turtle. They've just, like, like, the, like the best party going. They've just got lights coming out with the skeleton going up into the night sky, like night tracers. The tiki bar is where the party's at currently. They're using kind of like thaumaturgy to blast lights up into the night sky. I, f- I feel like we're owed some of the... Well, I think we're owed the tiki bar because it's ours, because we made it happen. You kill it, you keep it. Yeah. Then we'd have to take responsibility and we'd have to solve all the damages in the Cadranus as well. <sighs> this sounds like such a... This is an allegory for colonialism. If ever there has been one. <laughs> and when AJ is the one saying that, you know you've got a fucking problem. We did cause this. I suppose we should probably take... To- no, How can we take advantage of the situation without actually owning up to anything that we did wrong? Mmm. It's very topical. <laughs> very topical. <laughs> we'll just say that the, the the skeleton is now ours to display and it's it's what's what's more British than stealing something from a completely different universe never mind a, <laughs> never mind a different country yeah, it's the king <laughs> <laughs> wow 
that turned left very quickly. <laughs> Speaking of um, checkmate, going back into the cupboard where Aristobulus and uh, Garibaldi Bandito are uh, nose to nose, is there is there anything you want to say to him? Hey, I would like him to weigh in on the whole shovel of reanimation thing. That'd be handy, but I've got a feeling he couldn't give less of a shit. And he's just going to use me for my my supple body. So um, <laughs> I guess I'm assuming he's going to ask, you know, is that a tin of sweet corn in my pocket or is he happy to see me or something along those lines that you're brewing up. So mm. um, if he's got nothing to offer, um, I'd like a tour of the uh, of the grounds, please. He gives you a tour of the tiny room. He's like, the, okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the tiny wall. Here is the This guy's got real Fritzel vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a tour of the grounds. Here's your cellar. And here's my erection. <laughs> <laughs> As he takes you out of the cupboard, just with a hand in the small of your back, oh. he slips you his digits subtly. As you just make your way back to Tatty, both of you looking slightly awkward, he says... Well, Mr. Bojangles, this has been a pleasure. Um, my aunt said you would come knocking one day, you and your rabble. And um, cool. I've just done the requisite checks on um, your friend here, and I can say with some certainty that he is everything that my aunt said that he was. Does he still have an erection at this point whilst he's giving out this monologue? Question. Uh, make me a perception check. I feel like everyone should, but okay. I, I will... As the boner police. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to look over at Aristobulus when he says that he's done the requisite checks and give Aristobulus the usual look, which, as he knows, means, do I need to call someone from Operation U-Tree? <laughs> wow. Um, eight was the answer for the boner check. <laughs> D&D. Eight. Um, you've been so choked up by all of it that you're... you're Don't you're, say choked. You're, you're squinting. <laughs> It becomes really obvious what you're staring at and it gets awkward as he looks down, he looks up, he looks at you as he's like, he's like let's just keep this purely professional for now. My aunt, Perineus, um, she said that there were bad people after the Emmentals. So she took the orphans and she travelled um, higher up the country. She, she, she took the picturesque route all the way up to a mountain village in the... Um, are you familiar with the Sirios mountain range? Uh, remind me. As far as I remember, we've only been places around, like, the Menagerie Coast. Oh, to the north. Go, go north of Nicodranus, darling, and you will find the, the bottom of the Sirius mountain range. Uh, with a little trek up some windy mountain paths, having gone through the woods, you will find the beautiful and picturesque mountain village of uh, Snig Thicket. She's taken the children and is um, currently hiding in Snig Thicket, just in the, uh, in the mountains, to the base of the Sirius mountain range. A few days from here, if you know how to get there. Cool. Thank you very much for your help. The prospect of another travel montage and probably finding another octopus is fantastic. You've been very helpful uh, and quite creepy. We will be taking our leave now. Thank you and goodbye. Unless, actually, I look at Aristobulus and I'm like, unless you want to... Now I'm done with this. Cool. His shoulders sag. He just holds your hand gently, tatty, and just lifts it and kisses your hand and says, Enchanted. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, I'll just walk out. Um, please take any garment as a gift from me. Oh, I'll, I'll take it, but uh, I would like to pick up some the loudest thing in the room, please. Has he got trinkets as well as clothes? Oh, yeah, he's got everything. He's got, like, you know, retros, 1980s sandals. Um, he's got all sorts of kind of, like, caps, cagoules, balaclavas. Um, there's an entire row of kilts. What about those shoes with fish in them? <laughs> <laughs> as you look over you go down the rack of shoes there's two shoes there's a pair of shoes made out of uh, dried out grouper fish uh. fish that are way too big to be in those shoes <laughs> yeah you've just basically got like dried out fish shoes as he's like oh 
a good eye. The Gamshandi grouper sandal. <laughs> It's yours. <laughs> Thank you for helping me. Well, my Jesus creepers have been, uh, you know, I've fallen off a boat twice. <laughs> They've today. seen a lot. They've seen a lot. <laughs> seen a lot of creeping. <laughs> and not enough Jesus. <laughs> the Gamshandi grouper high top, as uh, he just boxes them up for you and hands them to you. Oh, I don't need the box, my friend. I'm going to wear them out the store. I'm going to put them on right now. Oh! <laughs> He bends down and takes your Jesus creepers off and puts them in the box. This guy's very forward and very touchy. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. You put on the uh, Gamshandi grouper high tops as you're just wearing two fish on your feet. Lovely. Good. Good. The fins come out the back like a wicked high top and they've just got like dorsals coming out the side on each side. Sport mode. And you can just see your toes poking out the mouth. Oh, lovely. With the fish. Yeah, Good. Feel hot. Yeah. They're, they're actually surprisingly comfortable. You walk out of Garibaldi Bandito's thrift store, reuniting with your friend standing on the clifftop looking at all the properties. Ah, oh, it's a nice moment. Let's go get trashed. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to actually ask people this now because I'm conscious that I've put this idea forward twice and I've not asked anybody about it. Uh, I say, that tiki bar that's, that's literally made in the bones of our previous biggest mistake that we've ever made. Shall we go and check out the vibe? So for one, let's go check out the vibe and get a drink. But so the second thing is I I was thinking about investing in that in that pub that that we went to the last time we were here that I can't remember the name of. But now that there's a tiki bar that's literally made in in the remains of uh, of a dragon turtle, this this is as much more got my vote. Unless it's a ridiculous amount of money, in which case I will I will shut up and we can just drink. But I would quite like us to own property. <laughs> Let's buy it or steal it. I'm in. I mean, I mean, we've we've, we've got money. We got we've got money. My hand on your shoulder and say, my boy, we have got our gods, or many some gods on our side. <laughs> cool. Thank you. I feel much better. As we quickly pan up into the uh, spiritual pantheon of the sky, as you just see all the gods mingling as all of them look down at Aristobulus and all shrug, each of them looking at each other saying, is he with you? Nope, nope, nope. I don't back that guy. Not one of mine. As, as the entire infinity of the pantheon of the gods completely shuns any knowledge of Aristobulus. you got to look in the, the Fuktagon to find my guys. That's where you've got to look. <laughs> wow. Is that? Do you have to transcendental meditate to get there? Astral erection. Ah, you have to use an astral erection. Yeah, just Christ. There's some hideous mythology here. One day, when Amazon buy the rights to this, someone's going to have a lot of difficulty unpicking this footnote. <laughs> the law, law at this point. So, would you like to make your way down to the the dragon turtle tiki bar? Yeah. I mean, I need to do a couple of things while we're in Nicodranus anyway, and so we might as well spend the night here. Okay. I take it the shops aren't open at the minute. They're we're in night. As you walk back down, there are various stalls that still haven't quite closed. Some of them are food stalls. You do see a um, purveyor of like trinkets and magical goods who's just got like a trestle table out with all sorts of kind of magical MacGuffins. You see, she's she looks like this kind of slightly boss-eyed mad lady with a multicolored turban wrapped around her head and lots of sequins she looks really really old like she's desperately trying to use magic to stop herself falling off this mortal coil she's just got like a really nasty looking cheroot in one mouth that she's tooting on as everything kind of smells oddly of incense it's got it's got the vibes of a bazaar she's been described enough so that we know she's an actual character I take a note of where she is and I I walk walk straight past her to the tiki bar. She looks incredibly excited as you walk past and she's like, my darling, can I help you? Can I click on her a few times to see if the dialogue loops around? <laughs> you just hear her go, my, 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 darling. I start sneaking. I just go around like this. <laughs> As you crawl underneath the desk, you see she does indeed have legs that meet a <laughs> uh, beautiful set of winkle pickers. Hey, look, I just don't want to spend the next 
12 minutes having AJ raft off what all of our magical things are. I was like, let's just, let's go to the tiki bar. You see a sign on the end that says, magical items identified. I mean, we can spend the next 10 minutes doing that if that's what you want, AJ. Talk to you. 10 silver pieces, an item. Uh, we'll come back in the morning, shall we? Yeah, we'll, we'll come back in the morning. You see her shoulders drop as she just pulls one corner of the fabric on the trestle table, just pulls all of the shit into a big wrap, just rolls it up, ties it up. It's just all jangling and smashing around as she just walks off, snuffing out her incense candles. I didn't even see the cops were on the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's like, and a good night to you. Just in case you need me, my name is Madam Chang. <laughs> Chang just vanishes into the night. I'm sure we'll see you tomorrow. It's okay, we can leave. We can leave uh, really early. Sure, she'll never find us. I'll... <laughs> With a name like Chang, she's she's going to come <laughs> a-knocking again. I head down to the head down to the tiki bar. As you all stand on the edge of the plaza, looking left and right at all of the kind of familiar shops and stalls that you've seen a few times, you look straight on into the skeletal arches of the the the, the corpse, uh, the dragon turtle that you once knew, and you see its plated armor top makes a lovely dome. Imagine the Millennium Dome, <laughs> but made out of the corpse of a dragon turtle, and you're in the right vibes. It's it's good. It's given off party vibes. Hanash, what are you doing with all of this? So is it is it more like a club than like a, a bar? Like is it like is it a huge area or is it like a small? It's bit a large area and the... it's gathering people. You see a bustling and hustling. It's very much a tiki bar. You see um, in uh, there's a wooden sign hammered to the front where, where the head used to be where the head is now um, gone you just see the entrance where he is and it just says Ermin Frowls uh, in big letters I'll just start like dancing and I'll buy some shot from the from the shot people on the dance floor I might get some like jello shots and get weird you know there's shot people on the dance floor you you I mean even though it's a tiki bar you hear some absolutely banging folk music <laughs> There's a man playing a tight fiddle. You're not down with the latest fiddle tracks, but this guy is smashing out some um, fiddlesticks. The people are vibing, for sure. There's just sweaty bodies grinding on the dance floor to a fiddler. <laughs> with a fiddler. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, well, I, I, I joined the grinding, I guess. Fiddle and grind. Fiddle and grind. Okay, okay, make me an acrobatics check. All right, I will. For dancing. 23, I am pushing out the shapes. You look around For dancing. instantly like a chameleon. You look around and you see what all the <laughs> other people are doing as you take a little bit of their dance, a little bit of their dance, and a little bit of their dance, and you construct your own thing called Fidstep, which mm -hmm. is kind of like a bit like the Dougie, but a little bit more folk. After a while, people are people are joining in. You are the life and soul of the party. People people don't know whether to be disgusted or amazed that you've got dried blood down the front of your tunic, but you are a social phenomenon. It's just Joust! Yes! <laughs> when someone looks at you wrong. <laughs> Joust! Joust! Fuck off! As the rest of you push forward through the throng of people, you make your way to the bar where you see a particularly jovial-looking wood elf lady who's just covered in all kinds of, like, cool tattoos that she's clearly collected on her travels. They're in different writings. Hooray! Welcome to Ermenfrau's. Ermenfrau's Tinky Bar. How are you doing? We are very well, thank you. I would like to buy... A, a round of drinks and and I would like to ask if you are the owner of this establishment. Um, you see her just like pump into the beat with the fiddler as she's like, I am, you know, I started this year. My parents died and I used my inheritance money to, to buy this skeleton of this here dragon turtle off the council and uh, I brought it's a fusion joint. I brought all the different cultures from my travels. People really seem to be digging it. It's a real culture spot. 
Also, how many how many shots do you want? We'll take uh so Hanash is on the dance how floor. How much for everyone in this place? <laughs> yeah. She looks around. She's like, <laughs> I hope this is affordable. You're cash money. <laughs> Uh, as she looks around, she's like, I don't know where it is about a hundred people here, probably, or you know, two hundred silver pieces. Doubles for everyone. I think we can stretch to that. <laughs> that would be four hundred silver pieces. Glad I didn't have to back down from that. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> she stands on the bar. She's like, she's like, hooray! Party started. These here gentlemen has bought everybody a drink. As everyone goes like, woo! As the fiddler pulls a key change at that moment and everyone just throws their hands in the air, Hanash is banging out the moves at this point. You're, you're literally surrounded by a posse of goblins, Hanash. They're all like just bumping and grinding off you. <laughs> Toadflaps is standing next to you, Tatty. She just looks over at them. She's like, why there, sluts? <laughs> <laughs> wow everyone is swinging wildly between either wildly judgmental or wildly <laughs> slutty I've had my eye on him for a while spicy I'm gonna ask the owner what her name is she looks at you she's like oh nice to meet you and she leans right over the bar and just grabs your hand she's like my name's uh, Adarmy Tookminster but my friends just call me Tooks Tooks Cool. Anyone who drops a deuce in my bar is a friend of mine. As she spins around and slaps the uh, crocodile on the back. I'm sure that means exactly what you think it means. <laughs> I'm going to ask you something. Like it, it, it might be offensive. It might just. It might be. It might not be offensive. How much would you sell this place for? You just see her like pull a lot of air into her lungs. She 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 loses the jovial edge as she. Stands back, she's like, who the fuck are you? Are you the five-o? This isn't like a mafia thing. We're, we're not like we're not like threatening you or something. We're just like we really like I like the idea of owning a tiki bar. And I like Nicodranas. We're wealthy out of towners, that's enough. I tell you what, I've got bigger dreams. I'd be up for having a conversation, but I'm not gonna insult you and I'm not gonna insult me by just willy-nilly jumping into bed with you. So why don't you wine and dine me a little bit? And we could maybe size each other up, if you know what I mean. And then maybe we could find a happy medium. An agreement. And a card, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I make sure that her and the bar staff all get in on the doubles that Belsiar bought. As you look over, you just see Pocato is just collapsed on the bar top at the back. Pocato is just eating wedges of lime and just pouring a bottle of absinthe down his throat. Oh, Pocato. As uh, he's looking slightly worse for wear. Pocato's trying to dance to the fiddle beat, but uh, he's looking particularly worse for wear on the back. All right, let's get fucked up. As Tooks is like, Hooray, I like the sound of you. I tell you what, I know a great restaurant just round the corner. They do Rocky Mountain Oysters. Ah. How about we grab ourselves some dinner soon? Rocky Mountain Oysters? And there's just freeze frame on me laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And in the middle of this sweaty throng of fiddling and dancing, (laughs) we're going to pause this week's episode on... The Crocoborn, as everyone pulls a biker grove, kind of like freeze frame stop. Biker, biker. Biker grove! <laughs> Tati having just opened up business relations with Took. The Crocoborn having just had a blast of nostalgia to the restaurant where he had Rocky Mountain oysters with Algarundi. Hanash just busting some beats out, uh, just dancing away. Aristobulus. You're trying to keep your uh, new Gamshandi Grouper high top trainers clean. Do you know, like all nightclubs have that sticky, like mm. brown shit on the I floor? I know it very well, yeah. But obviously, when you've got a fresh new pair of fish shoes, you gotta keep them tight. Not a sentence I thought I'd say today, to be honest. Fresh new pair of fish shoes, you've gotta keep them tight. Well, haven't we all learned a lot? Well, that's about all we're going to achieve for this week's episode. 
Kind of sounds like you got fish issues. <laughs> I got fish issues. <laughs> I was, I'm really tempted to just. I, I, I all this like Belsio for bizarre reasons has a plus six to intimidation, but he never intimidates anyone. I'm starting to think maybe me and Hannah should muscle our way into the the organized crime scene, starting with a tiki bar. Oh. That could be interested. And but but here's here's the key: we'll live far away in a castle on a remote mountaintop, so no one will be able to get to us. <laughs> if you do have issues, you can eat the people that you have gripes with. You know, it's it's kind of green when you think about it; like it's quite sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win win. You're only getting rid of bad people. But we define we define bad, so it's uh, it's win win. As we come into the end game, I had half an idea where you all might like to end your narratives, but I wasn't going to force it. I was going to talk to each of you and see how you might like to wind down your characters. But it's becoming more and more obvious that you've got plans for yourselves. So, Everyone else dead, me and Hanash living like kings. I've tried giving you the opportunity for growth. I've left so many fucking narrative doors open for you, and Tati just keeps on slamming them. In in my face. So, you know what? The only narrative options that I've slammed in your face is any time any of your NPC characters try to fuck me on first meeting me. <laughs> hey, hey, Ed, I'm not going to force anything. All right. When the when the vibe's right, the vibe will be right. Okay. It will be. Yeah. I think Garibaldi Bandito was was a perfectly well rounded character. Maybe you should take a look at what that means about you. <laughs> Actually, the bar had nothing to do with the end game for me. It was just like, don't want to own a bar. That would have been nice that we start by burning a bar down, so we have <laughs> no one else see that. And then I was like, and we start end with buying a new bar. Like it was very beginnings, literally from from the bones of the last thing we killed. It's literally a new bar. I'm imagining we buy it, and then we're like, we'll get the insurance tomorrow, and then we'll burn it down the night that we buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Hanash, you mailed the insurance check, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Back to what's where you once came. (laughs) Phenomenal. Dear Lord. Classic end of season one, start of season two. It's like, we, we bought a bar, we burnt the bar down. <laughs> <laughs> and it started again. <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> Stop trying to do voiceover. <laughs> Genuinely can't wait to see where this ends up in the end. Only time will tell. Right, before we let you go, listeners, we just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. Now, seeing as you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? Better yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? All of your reviews and recommendations go a long way towards encouraging Lewis to come back week on week, at least four or five times a year. So hit us up with some five-star reviews and maybe... Maybe Lewis will spend some more quality time with the gang. Or not. These are rookie numbers. Run them up. <sighs> Run them up for daddy. <laughs> well, you want a 10-star review? Yes. Exactly. I want a 12-star. 12, 12 stars or I'll never come back. How many stars are there in a fucktagon? <laughs> I'm an 8-star man. I want a Odeca fucktopus amount of stars. <laughs> yeah. Chris and his 8 chocolate starfish. Yeah. <laughs> we all see where that's going. Do we? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah, we, we'll take any reviews. We're not fussy. You know, I'll take a one-star review. Tell me you hate me. Maybe that's my thing. If you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, your best bet is to come at us on X, formerly known as Twitter, where you can find us at Adventurers A-N-O number one. But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and, and lots of other social smatterings of places right that just leaves us time to say a huge goodbye from the tiniest repressed little gnome in all of fantasy land mr tatty bojangles chris neil i mean i don't know if i'm the tiniest gnome i can understand why you'd say repressed because i don't want to fuck every single one of your npcs <sighs> but, but tiniest feels insulting no okay um, so fuck you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, fuck you. Look, all I'm saying, we're on the last leg. So sooner or later, you're going to have to take the bait on the end of the line. All right. I'll keep dangling NPCs. But, you know, I'm just saying you're running out of time. All right. So you can dangle as many NPCs as you want in front of me. I'm not going to dangle my family jewels in front of them. Okay. Looking everyone but you. (laughs) 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 Right. Next up, it is a massive goodbye from a man who is revisiting the dates of the past. A man who is looking at his old stomping ground. It is Mr. Madurant. I'm a vampire. Spelsy has a Practicing the the cape move <laughs> in the mirror. It's going to turn into bats. Yeah, that's going to say in the mirror, but it's, it's just a cape, an empty cape. So this is you currently in the toilets in the tiki bar, just standing there pretending to. <laughs> yeah. Just, just everyone else at the urinals totally freaks out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the combination of finger guns and holding the cape in front of yourself. Phenomenal. Uh, right, it's a massive goodbye from a man or do you in a back alley. It is Mr. Chris Rag. See you in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> it's just jokes. <laughs> oh, there we go. He said uh, it. He said there it. There we go. My man. Christ alive. I think we've got a new t-shirt, people. It's just juice. And lastly, it is a massive goodbye from the Prince of Perversion, the Lord of Louche, the very, very special. I'm not going to call you a special guest. You're just part of the family. It's a goodbye from Lewis. Arrivederci. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Come back anytime you find a gap in your very, very busy schedule. You are always missed. Uh, I always miss you guys. But yeah, I'll be back. The cat is very distracting, Matthew. <laughs> the cat. He's, he's upset to see you go. We don't do goodbyes from the familiars. <laughs> it's a massive goodbye from Pocato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, with any luck, we will see you back here next week for more fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. But in the meantime, remember... Stay... Hey, Tipsy. Why, do, why does Lewis sound like he's in the mafia when he says it? <laughs> hey, stay tipsy. Hey, stay tipsy. Hey, I'm drinking here. Hey, George, you got real nice calzones, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stay tipsy, George. You're a real piece of shit. You know that? <laughs> Who loves, loves you, you, baby? <laughs> stay tipsy for me, okay? Just like Nona wanted. Just like Nona fucking wanted. <laughs> <laughs> This is my new character voice. And there we go. Lewis, it's always a pleasure. Right. That's it. The end. It's over. Fuck off. Go home. Bye. Say bye, Hector. <laughs> <laughs>